This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We listen to Family Force 5, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. My butthole's tickling all the time! Do you think you can make God laugh? No, bitch. Dr. Anthony Fauci. You're a clown if you say fuck. I'm a Christian wife. <laughs> Sicario. I'm a Christian wife. White women are notoriously shifty. I'm a Christian wife. You should be upset that I had a laugh with her. Clean up on aisle butt. I'm a cougar now, and I like Mac Powell. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. <laughs> I'm Caroline. And we love Mac Powell. <laughs> I love a young man, Mac Powell. <laughs> I'm a cougar, and I love Mac Powell. I always forget to say this, but I love the part of the song that's like, do you think God listens to us? And it's like, bitch, no, or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, and you've heard it six times. And the <laughs> quote is definitely, do you think you can make God laugh? No, bitch. <laughs> and you said, do you think God listens to us? And you, bitch, no. I'm telling you, I forget every time. <laughs> it feels simple, but maybe it's not. Good Christian Fun is a podcast that seems simple, but maybe it's not. It's a podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, movies, music, and entertainment made for and made by the chosen people, Protestant Christians. <laughs> the original Americans, Protestant Christians. The original pilgrims, the founding fathers <laughs> of faith. The bedrock of this nation. That's right. In a way, each of the founding fathers was a Peter in his own right. Um, I know. Isn't that great to think about? More parallels to the Bible <laughs> and the origins of this wonderful country that we're, we should be grateful to live in and we're actually blessed to live in. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the RNC. We're glad you're here tonight. We have an opening speaker. The <laughs> best is yet to come! Come! <laughs> That was amazing. That you know, listen, I, and I thought about putting that in the theme song, and I decided against it because I didn't want to. Because it's also going to be a week later, so who gives a shit? Yeah, but, this, well, know. this would have been your week to do it. And after that, fun for us though. Um, uh, we're not here to make you go to church or proselytize to you. We're just here to have fun. Uh, I, did you start your day well, Caroline? Are you in a Are you in a good mood? We've We've recorded some where maybe you You were in a big mood. Are you in Big a good mood, mood today? Is good. Yeah, I actually am in a good mood today. Hey. Yeah. Um, I'm on the right side of the bed. I in am history. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm ready to rock out. And I love this high energy band that we're about to talk about. <laughs> so it's going to be, I feel good. I feel so spicy. technically, you, Caroline, the, the genre is crunk core. Crunk rock. I was not going to let that get to the airwaves, but. Here it is. Yeah, it's it crunk is crunk core. core. Spelled with a C too, which isn't right. 
Well, I started the day by finding out that multiple cars and garage doors in the alleyway behind my apartment complex were vandalized and graffiti tagged with dicks. But <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm but so, so I, sorry. I was oh, spared. Man. My car was spared. Sorry, this spray paint bottle is from my, I'm doing some furniture, redoing. Wait, what the, some, wait, out, your side, hands are outside. covered in Blue dicks? <laughs> uh, I have blue dicks on my hands. Teeny tiny little blue dicks. Oh, gracious. Oh, my gosh. So Quite they, a commotion. Did they put a dick on your car? No. Again, I was spared. It was very, very Old Testament. Spared. Listen. Wow. Really big writing on the wall. Uh-huh. Uh, or, or, you know, blood on the doorway kind of moment Or lack of. Yes. Yeah. Big plague energy. Or freaking <laughs> Passover energy is what I meant to say. Not plague. Big Passover energy. Yeah. Not plague. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, you know, that Moses stuff. There's other it was, stuff. Yeah. It was a series of plagues. That's, um, right. that's crazy. That's so sad for all your neighbors. And now that I think about it, like your cars are really exposed all the time. Very exposed and vulnerable. Yes. We don't live like one percenters like you and your husband do in your complex, Carolyn, oh, which I will not dox garage. any further. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Here's what I would say, though, as someone who does not drive uh, an expensive car, maybe if you live in a one bedroom apartment, you shouldn't drive a Mercedes. <laughs> What if that's like their one luxury though, you know? I think that's a stupid luxury to have. And I think you're a dumb person. For okay, so it's the man with like 17 terabyte hard drives and like you think every that's a camera luxury? on earth. Honey, yeah. that's storage and those are tools. What about all tools? your cameras, babe? I, the camera's a tool. That's how I you make- You shouldn't have them. You don't need them. No, 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 no. The camera is a tool for what now? Hey, for I, your I, pet I, photography business? I, now go to <laughs> OnlyFans.com slash Kevin T. Porter and you're going to find some some little Fully clothed. piggies wiggling out of their socks finally. Oh once and for all. No, the camera's a tool. That's like, a, that's not a luxury camera. If it was a Leica that cost like $9,000, that'd be like, oh, okay, you don't need to do that. But Okay. The camera just gets me to where I need to go, honey. All right. right well, then carry on in your high horse. Giddy up, Mr. Man with nothing nice. <laughs> D- trust me, nothing nice. Uh, <laughs> definitely not the thing I'm staring at right now. And the topic yeah, for the today. Yeah, the 65-inch thing you're staring at. Hey, listen, I thought no. we would. Yeah, again, no. I'm saving it Listeners, for onlyfans.com no. <laughs> slash Kevin T. Porter. Everybody calm down. The, well, we're calm. I know. I'm talking to our listeners who are going to be like, 65 inches, yeah. Yeah, the beard. Or whatever your impression of them was. I was so mean on second service. <laughs> the topic for today, speaking of 65, take 60 off of that. Just five family force, five, FF5. There's FFH. There's FFM. There's CCM. There's PFR. There's CBGBs. There's ASAP. There's BRB and LOL, but this is FF5, Family Force yeah. 5. Yeah, Which we've never listened to on the show. I can't imagine why. I've, I've heard the name so many times. Like, we must have talked about it in the past, right? We literally mentioned it last week. Oh, really? Yes, we did. Oh, okay, yeah, we cool. were talking about it because it was adjacent to tooth and nail stuff or something, which is shocking to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you wouldn't think, you know, like Pedro the Lion, Family Force 5, but... Yeah, I don't know if those fit. But so it goes, here it is. But, you know, maybe after today's podcast, it'll be a Family Force 6, 7, 8. Aww. Wouldn't that be fun if we could join that the family? 
Families are, you know, they're ever-evolving projects. And we welcome you to our GCF family. (laughs) And we welcome a new guest to our GCF family today. Friends and folks, FF5. She is a content creator and writer. You may know her from the Bitch Rising Instagram account. Give it the hell up for Alyssa Murray. Hello. Oh, wow. This is too much. Hi. Hello. Hey there. What's up? Start the boo. How's it going now? What's the most expensive thing you own? Oh, that's (laughs) not a car. I don't have a car. No Mercedes allowed. Okay, well, that's good. You can carry on. Well, welcome to the show. We're glad you're here. What was the thing you deducted that would like really helped on taxes last year? Where it was like, oh <laughs> shit, I can write this off? I was homeschooled. I don't know anything about taxes. Hey, <laughs> you know, is that a homeschool thing? I was not homeschooled it's and not I knowing also a lot don't of know anything about taxes. So. I am truly curious how many of our listeners, when they do their taxes via turbo tax or whatever the hell just feel mm-hmm. like they're doing a hail mary and just <laughs> i hope i'm not committing tax fraud i'm so scared of it it was a lot easier when i worked at restaurants and that sort of thing it's really hard now being a freelancer but oh my god <laughs> why is it why is it easier at restaurants just because it's like one job and it's uh w-2 and they just like give you that w-2 you just fill it in There's, and you're yeah. done that's like it there's your refund yeah yeah it's great it's easy but then you also have to work at a restaurant which is not which is fun not, there's not pros and cons you know but some some could say listen doing the w-2 thing that's coloring by numbers there's no mm-hmm. artistic integrity in just yeah. drawing inside the lines whereas right. as freelancers with multiple revenue streams some of which you're not even aware of exist or not <laughs> it's like a a, a, a freaking technical explosion of like numbers a painting and, and your palette is your receipts you know and whatever <laughs> you decide to i know someone who still has not done taxes for this year uh, he got an extension. Is he in prison? No, <laughs> okay. but he should be. Yeah. Like, like you know who. Freaking flip-flop Fauci. Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, friend. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for, for having me. Thanks for being here. We got to know how you grew up with okay. yes. G.O.D., yes. the big um, man someone upstairs. Who comes okay, to the... before we get into Family Force 5. Yes. Okay. Um, start yourself. from the beginning. <laughs> I was um, homeschooled. Um, K through 12, basically. Where? But, Where um, geographically? I grew up in Central Florida, and I, uh, when I was younger, my family um, went to a First Assembly church. Um, and then it wasn't until I was like 10 that we went to like a, a different kind of church that was more like non-denominational. Almost everyone there was homeschooled, and it was just like very like... Um, Awesome. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Okay, great. <laughs> it was a lot of rules. It was just a lot of rules. But I was homeschooled with my um, twin sister. It was just me and her. And um, my mom taught us, and we used a Becca. And- I used a Becca <laughs> as well. <laughs> Hell yes. It's um, the go-to. And I think it's funny because I remember reading my history book and opening the first page, and it was like, the beginning of the Bible, so like the beginning of the world, and then like after Genesis, it went straight to <laughs> Christopher Columbus. Oh my God! <laughs> it was like that was like the next step, like the next page, and oh like no. that's a Becca. We call him oh. Messiah number two. <laughs> number two. Another first American. Mm-hmm. Um, um, 
So yeah. that was fun. <laughs> that You just literally gave me flashbacks because I kind of forgot that like, oh, yeah, a lot of the history books I read started with Adam and Eve as the history of like the literal starting of, you know, humanity. Whereas um, I have none of those crazy. triggers because I bypassed history altogether in my <laughs> education. Thought and science. Kevin's mom said, you know what? Skip it. Which means every <laughs> historical drama is a surprise. <laughs> I'm never like, well, I want, I'm always like, what's going to happen to Lincoln? Oh, he's going to a play? Cool. Whoa, they, we won World War II? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Did not see that coming. Did you say not see that coming? No, I didn't. Very poor but- taste. I know. <laughs> to not make that joke. I, w- I should have. <laughs> I know, you should have. Okay, so you were so doing your schooling and uh, I'll take this, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, so you were doing your schooling and you, did, when you were looking at your history book at that time, did you think like, were you critical of it at the time? Or were you just kind of like, this is the way it is. This is true. I like it. I felt like I was missing something. <laughs> I felt like I was missing a lot of things. I mean, there were a lot of good things about homeschooling because I'm not very good at taking tests and that sort of thing. Like, I'm just better writing papers. So that was, like, easier for my mom to sort of tailor it around my um, sort of learning patterns and that sort of thing. But it was very lonely. (laughs) We had, like, a church group that we would meet with. And we had, like, a biology lab, like, together um, to dissect frogs because that's important. And that actually proves God. If you look at the design inside frogs, that proves God. (laughs) The way they well, it's not accidental. It didn't just happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll look um, at a split open frog and say, there's no Jesus. <laughs> Think again. This happened by chance? No way. Uh, <laughs> I think my biggest problem with like with everything was just like I wanted to be a part of the real world. I wanted to like have my own friends and my own interests, but like all my time was pretty much accounted for because like I was you know, would home, do homeschooling during the day. And then, you know, my parents are really strict. Like I would have to like, if I wanted to listen to something, they would have to read the lyrics first and approve it. Same thing with books. Like they'd have to read it first. <laughs> they have to read um, the book first before you can read it? Yeah, my mom read Twilight before I was allowed to read it. Oh my gosh. Um, and I still wasn't allowed <laughs> to read it after she finished it. <laughs> She's like, let me read the second and third book just in case. <laughs> She's like a diehard. <laughs> um, which is like, honestly, like it's fine because like I think that having like a good media diet is important. But I just think it's funny, like the things that they picked because even like with Family Force 5, it's like the lyrics are like not great. <laughs> just not in the way that like not about like sex and drugs, but still about like misogynistic male manipulator type stuff but it did teach me to sort of be aware of what I'm like taking in but I just wanted to sort of like take in all of pop culture like anything I could get my hands on because it was so like I just couldn't have it I couldn't have any of it you know and it was like I felt like I was missing out on a lot of things and I listened to like DC talk when I was younger the first concert I ever went to was like newsboys Um, I was like a kid (laughs) and I was not really interested. I was like, oh, this isn't DC talk. Um, Not now. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Newsboys. I had taste back then. I'm sorry. DC talks better than Newsboys. (laughs) Uh, It depends on what we're talking about because eventually they do Mm -hmm. merge and there's no difference. That's that's true. Um, That's a whole different story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, okay. So Florida... Homeschool stuff. Uh, let's skip to that sweet, sweet decon C, the deconstruction process. Seven. What? 
We the all D. know where this is oh, headed. God. Oh my god. We all know what the D means. Deconstruction. She okay, wants the um, D and it's I, deconstruction. <laughs> my family's really religious. My dad grew up um Christian. My mom became a Christian when she was like a young adult. Um they knew each other from church and so it was just like a part of my life and I think that like I was questioning it a lot for a long time, but I was so scared of hell that it was just like not even something I would even entertain. And there was no outlets for me to like where I could, like who I could talk to about my doubts. I think it kind of started when I was like, I have like, you know, like some anxiety disorder, some mental health issues that I dealt with when I was a teenager. And it was always sort of like, you're having these problems because your relationship with God isn't working. Like it's Mm -hmm. not strong enough. So it's like your fault and you need to figure out what the heart problem is. It was always like, what's the heart problem? And it turns out I was just like not well and needed to be medicated. And once I realized that, I was like, this is such a scam. It was like I was punished for so long for things that I couldn't control as if it was like something I totally could control and I just was like willfully not. So like around like when I was like 17 or 18, I just kind of like, it wasn't even that I like lost my faith. It was just like I like lost my interest because it wasn't making me happy and I just felt everyone was judging me so I just left yeah and then college was just like an experience of like minding what I believe in and I'm still figuring that out because like for a long time I was like anti-god where I was just like pro-satan like gay sex like everything that's like the opposite of like what I was taught I was just like yeah like whatever (laughs) <laughs> yeah just like anything that was like anti-god it was just like anything awesome. i just wanted to get away from it like distance myself from it but i think recently i feel sort of like frustrated that because i f- sort of feel like it uh, like christianity sort of like it, it's still a part of me i'm mad at the people in the system and not, uh, but i was mad at the people in the system but now i'm just mad at the system which has like been hard, but I like the fundamentals of Christianity. I like accountability and I like trying to like be better and not just focusing on, but like, I don't want to focus on the rules so much. And I think at the church that I was at, it was just very rule oriented. And then um, and I, like the church that I grew up in actually had like a sex scandal that made everyone mad and um it still exists but was it like a cheating scandal yeah was it a cleaning lady or a pool boy (laughs) (laughs) there there's a story it's called sovereign grace you can find it online there's like stories about it but it wasn't anything that happened in the church it was like i apparently like some like advice that was like given to someone who was a victim of abuse i don't really know the whole thing because it happened after um i left so i didn't even find that out till a few years ago it's interesting that like the the aspect of being a like a better person is like yeah it's like appealing to everybody and and like a a good virtue to have too and i think it sounds like where you were from it was like well let's just fix your behavior and then everything will fall into place you know and like hence all the rules and not really addressing that like your mental health struggles were just like an internal thing that you can't fix with your behavior right now you know like without medication or like adequate care for that or something and so the fact that it was just like well it's a heart problem so fix your behavior and obviously this will all get better you know is is such a uh, a sad bit of advice you got and would definitely make you want to run 
at some point. You almost wish with a lot of this stuff that the thing that was emphasized more, because I do agree with you, Alyssa, in the sense of there's a lot about the fund, not fundamentalist Christianity, but the fundamentals of Christian theology or faith that I really enjoy and admire. And you do wish almost that the people in positions of authority or influence would have emphasized those things as values more so than the pathway or the execution of the values. So obviously the pro-life thing is something we talk about where it's like, okay, I don't think like the value of pro-life is only communicated as the strategy of, of making women have full term babies rather than like, what does it mean to be pro-life focus on the value and then like do the logical given next steps from there or thinking about the ideas of accountability or thinking about the ideas of even, even charitably egalitarianism. What would those mean to emphasize those rather than this is absolutely how it works and you have to do this. I was talking to a friend of mine recently about the idea of judgmentalism because that's something that comes up so much with people's bad church stories or bad faith stories. Everyone got too judgmental or there's too much judgment. And I was talking to this person about my current faith situation or church situation. And I said, oh yeah, you know, the church I go to, it's not uh, super judgmental, I guess. I guess it is somewhat. And they're like, what do you mean? I, f- I feel like being judgmental is kind of the whole thing. It's it's kind of one of the, the bedrock principles of it. And I think my rebuttal to that is that there is a necessary kind of judgment that does have to happen in life. And I think about like the the BLM movement right now, like you can't really support the BLM movement and not believe in a form of justice or judgment and think that there is a way that the world ought to be or the way that things ought to be. So of course it's a part of it, but because we focus on this like very narrow definition or execution of the value, we totally lost sight of what the value would actually mean. So justice and judgment, in one sense, we fully obfuscated how it should work itself out in life in the sense of logically you would support this. Logically, you would advocate for this. Logically, you would be a person that actually fights for this thing and for this systemic thing. So I do kind of like join you in that kind of sadness and mourning of I wish you could just like have the values carte blanche without the everything else attached to them. Yeah, because the values don't just like go hand in hand with being progressive because there's a lot of mean progressive people. And even though I agree with the rules that they're following and I'm following the same rules or similar rules, I don't think that you need to be nice to everyone because some people harm other people. And if you're nice to them, you're harming other people too. But it's also like there's there's a lot of gray area. You know, black and white is like for kids. Like gray area is like it's more complicated and you have to think through a lot of things and people are scared of that and it keeps them from like really understanding why they do what they do and I always want to know why I do what I do and like what's right and what's wrong and I want to have like people who like keep me on that path and it's like I don't always find those people within progressive groups because it's really just about following the rules and I see that like in any group not just like religious groups like since I left, I see it everywhere. No, yeah. I know what you mean. I feel like, yeah, there have been like circle, certain like progressive circles too, where I'm like, oh my God, this reminds me a lot of Christianity or at least the kind of Christianity I grew up in of like, 
no, no room for gray area. No, this is all bad. There is nothing redeeming. There is no empathy allowed in this situation. There's no compassion allowed in this situation. And like, you're not even allowed to imagine how this person got to this point in their life or whatever. And yeah, just that, that same absolutism that like we all like, you know, denounce when we live, when we do try to extricate ourselves from like evangelical Christianity. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know what the piece is or like how you fully <laughs> like say, well, like, well, we can be judgmental, but they can't. And like, what is the difference? And how do you tease it out into like what judgment really is, you know, or like what compassion or empathy or right or wrong is, you know? Well, the, the place I start with a lot of that stuff and speaking, Alyssa, to what you said about having more resentment towards systems than individuals is starting first from the core belief that everyone is a victim of something. Even people in positions of power, even the president is a victim of something. I mean, obviously with his parents, there's some wild going on, but, but even people who have privilege, people who are marginalized, there's some sort of ideology that keeps them trapped in, in what they are. I'm a victim of something. You're a victim of something. The people listening to this are a victim of something, whether they know it or not. And so starting from there and then trying to zoom out to what those systems are, but then starting first with the person as a person and an individual as an individual and that mm -hmm. they do deserve compat, you know, ideally, I don't know if we can do it with everyone, but like they ideally deserve compassion, love and empathy. With yeah. all this or at least the opportunity to change or like get better you know mm -hmm. yeah I, uh, this and they is have three tries of... and if they don't get it in three <laughs> tries they're out three and strikes. you know i think prison is like a perfect solution for that personally. uh okay yeah <laughs> uh, sure <Love> prisons. <laughs> um but I, i've been thinking about this because i just finished watching i may destroy you which is the show by michaela cole starring her it's it's incredible and i was reading this interview about it afterward because the show centers around um like a sexual assault that happened to her both in real life and in this show and she kind of toys with the idea toward the end of like, are you going to spoil um, it? Should we do a spoiler <laughs> alert? Yeah, maybe a spoiler. Yeah, alert. Yeah. Okay. Like do a 45 sec. She toys the idea of like actually having empathy for uh, her like rapist and what it would be like to actually think about what got him there and what he is like and what it would be like in so many ways. And she talked about in the interview about like radical empathy and how that actually can be really taboo, even in the people that are like in these, you know, big progressive movements. And that's not to say that like, Oh, we should just give them a pass or whatever. But like, I think it's really still important to be always be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and like to understand yeah, like Kevin said, like they're they are a human at the end of the day. They're not a big bad monster. They are not a system. They are a person, and like you can always reserve a little bit of mercy for someone, you know. Yeah, and I think that like a big thing is like there's things that we all agree on, like in progressive groups, obviously. But then there's things, there's little things, like anything, like can you eat Chick Fil A? Like what is the politics on that? Like that sort of thing, where it's just like I've been around people where they're judgmental about even little things like that, and I just. I don't want to be like that, but I know that people are like that because there's like this inherent like need for humans to like feel better than other people. And I do that too. <laughs> like I want to feel better than people too. It feels great, but it's really like not helpful. And I'm like trying not to do that anymore. And that's why I really want a community of people that like are really like trying not to do that too, because it just a lot of negative energy and I don't like that. So have you found to be the most effective way of, of shaping that community or that group of people that you want to be around? 
I have some good friends who are like, you know, cool and everything, but you know, it's taken time, especially living in LA. It's hard to meet people. Yeah. I mean, I've been kind of considering like trying to find a church or something. I'm not sure. I want to find something, some kind of group of like progressive people. Cause that's really important because I just don't think that like Christianity is supposed to be like as backwards as it is. Like we need to like bring them to the to now and someone has to do that um, yeah and i no, feel it, it's some happening. kind of yeah and i feel some kind of like entitlement to christianity i feel like it's mine because i was like i grew up with it <laughs> i read the bible like i mean i just went to like service like three times a week like we had care groups and youth group and everything so i was like in it wow. others adopted darkness we were born in it <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah, i was born into it I grew <laughs> but that's kind of like uh, coming back to it on my own terms has been interesting and it's still new so because i've just been so anti-god for so long because it caused me so much hurt and it's caused so much other people hurt that i'm like i can't even but like i know at the heart of it like it's supposed to be good and just like it keeps being mm. turned into something bad because people can be really bad yeah i know what you mean sometimes christianity can feel like the friend you see so much potential in, but they just keep ruining their life. <laughs> they never move out of their hometown. And no, you could go to community college. You could take a class. You could get, become an electrician or something. And it's just like, yeah, the kind of fumbling the ball every time. But yes, there is. I, I think there is hope. And there is so much to the idea of church did provide a pretty easy way to shape community because everyone already agreed upon something to be there. Whereas the kind of piecemeal thing that we all have to do now is so much more trial and error. And you might click with someone and it can feel like magic or it can just fully fall on its face because there's not even like a, there's not even like a first pass authentication to whether this person has (laughs) somewhat of the same value system. Verified. Yes. Alyssa, have you looked at uh, churchclarity.com ever? Dot org. No. Churchclarity.com is just really high resolution pictures of churches. Churchclarity.org. <laughs> if you are looking, it might be helpful because they they just publish like whether a church is open about being like queer affirming or not, or if they allow women to be pastors or not. It's just like a great, I don't know, like first step to in finding maybe a church even in your area that like passes those basic <laughs> like rules for you and then you can go yeah, from there. Those are important. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So I want to talk to you uh, before we take a break about astrology and the kind of relationship it has to you in your life now and maybe how it complements or maybe fills in some of the gaps that Christianity left or, or a life of that sort of faith left and talking about the Instagram account bitch rising or B word rising as some people put it. <laughs> My mom says it. Um, <laughs> I actually, um, I'm going to be honest, I fucking hate astrology now. <laughs> oh, so no. Tired. Hey, we hate Christian music now, <laughs> no, so kidding, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now. now so only now. <laughs> no, it's like, I like making people laugh, and it's an easy way to make people laugh. I think it's really fun. I think it's a good way to look inward. It's a good way to examine things in yourself, see things in yourself, see blind spots in yourself. Like, you might see someone with a certain placement, because you're more than, like, your sun sign, like you have your one sign that's like when you're born, what day you're born. And then there's also the the time and the place. So you can find your moon rising and like all of your planets, like where they were when you were born. And that's supposed to tell you about yourself. But a lot of people want to use it to find about other people, which I think is very telling Mm. because it doesn't tell you a lot about other people. Um, Mm. It really tells, it only tells you stuff about yourself really. And I think that's what it's, 
honestly, like that's a, a, the best tool for it because I don't take it 100% as fact. I think it does factor into your life. But I also think that like God could have created astrology. Like it's possible. There's a lot of Christians who don't think that like astrology and that sort of thing counts. But, you know, there's different interpretations. Astrology is um, bullshit. But as a three wing two, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of that going on. Yeah, I think that's such an interesting thing of like you see it more as like this is a tool that only works best as like a self-reflection thing rather than a way to like categorize the people in your life or something like that. Yeah, because people like to generalize and it's fun to generalize because it's a way you can generalize without being rude. It's like stereotypes, um, right? Which can be bad and also they can sometimes be like a useful comedy tool. What's the stereotype of a Libra? Wait. <laughs> Wait, a useful comedy tool. I know. I just like really regret saying that. Uh, hmm. <laughs> New drop. White women be like, the stereotypes are a useful comedy tool. I was told the Apple store could provide something. The zodiac signs, yeah. I was trying to agree with Alyssa. No, no, no. I fully see what you're saying. I want to ask, yeah. I'm a Libra. What's the stereotype of that? I know zero about this stuff. Bad at making decisions. Is that true? Um, that can't be true. Is it? Maybe. I don't know. I don't I don't think it is. Usually friendly. People usually yeah, like yeah. Libras. It's like the opposite. Or like it's like the twin sign for Aries, which is my sign. Caroline, what's yours? Gemini. Gemini. Wow. A lot of air on this podcast. Oh, Both is this air an, signs. Th- these are all air signs? Yeah. Wait. And air signs are like chatty, right? <laughs> they can be. Gemini, definitely. It's a good thing you have like a really nice soothing voice and it's not like annoying. <laughs> right. That is good. <laughs> to be a Gemini cursed with a squeaky voice. With a scratchy would be, voice. Yeah. <laughs> Friend Rusher, <laughs> a Gemini. <laughs> Airbud, is he an air sign? Just kidding. Wait, is there like compatibility and compatibility with with Aries and Gemini from Libra? Like how does that Aries? Aries? Like, Shut up. They all can get along really. Like people People always want to know, like, I mean, there's some that are, like, supposed to not get along, but people are always different, and there's, like, all these signs, but, I mean, Libra's supposed to get along with everyone, and Gemini's, like, a lot of people don't like Gemini because they don't understand it. It's so actually true. a cool sign. <laughs> Gemini men aren't great, but <laughs> aren't Gemini great? women are cool. <laughs> yeah, Gemini men are, like... Why is that? But that's just men. It's just men. I say that about every sign. As, oh, every man. Yeah. yeah. A male Aries is like true trash and a female Woman Aries, Aries is like great. incredible. <laughs> now, male Amazing. Libra, I'm looking it up now. It's also, it's an air sign. It's also a cuck sign. <laughs> Wait, Jerry Falwell Jr. is a Libra too? Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. The constellation is like a married couple, but. The and a guy's in like the corner. God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of funny because I posted like. This meme about uh, on Easter where I was like, it's kind of funny how like Jesus was born a Capricorn but came back in Aries, and people got so mad at me. Like that they were like, so "How did like this blasphemous?" <laughs> like they're like, she, "He was not born on December twenty fifth," and I was like, oh, "I right. know." <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. Oh man, well, Alyssa, thanks so much for sharing your story and giving us a rundown of our signs as well. Yes, sure. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back with more. Good astrology fun. I mean, good Christian fun. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back to Good Astrology Fun. I mean, Christian Fun, let's dive into the topic. Come on, let's go. Gotta know, Alyssa, growing up in Florida, three times a week at church, what's she listening to? DC Talk, there's Newsboys, there's obviously Family Force 5, what else? Oh God, it was everything. I mean, because first I listened to like Zoe Girl, Barlow Girl, and then I started like, then I was introduced to Reliant K, and that just like started everything. (laughs) So all female empowerment bands. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt so empowered yeah. listening Basically, to it. Basically, Pussy so Riot of CCM, Reliant K. <laughs> With Barlow Girls, too. Yeah, I mean, it just was at the right time because I was like 15 or 16. And um, so Reliant K, Hawk Nelson, um, there was The Almost, there was Under Oath, um, Project 86, there was... Um, so a lot of warped tour energy. That's why you were in. Yes. Were you a Vans wearing checkerboard pants? I wasn't like allowed to like wear like emo stuff, but that was like very much the thing. Like I wanted to like internally. I was, like, you were emo presenting. Hey, we yes. <laughs> but I was like also like really depressed, and so it's sort of like wearing dark clothes is sort of just like some kind of like trying to reach out to someone I think and so now I don't wear a lot of black clothing but like at the time it was just like all dark stuff so Alyssa this is like this angry. is rushing back to me but I also did the same thing in middle yeah. school <laughs> I don't think I shared this with Caroline. you wore dark clothes oh to, yeah like, oh yeah baby yeah I wore <laughs> black t-shirts every day like I was like a little Louis CK <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only way in which I was 
It, it breaks <laughs> my heart that like you as a kid didn't dress up as Louis C.K. for Halloween one year because <laughs> it would have been devastating. Yeah, that would have been very upsetting. But yes, okay. Uh, yeah. So so you present a little bit like that, and you've swung the different <laughs> way. I just yeah, I wanted to be different. I wanted to be edgy. I wanted to have my own style. I wasn't allowed to go to Hot Topic, but I did my best. Nice. Um, so yeah, a lot of like Warped Tour. I went to like Cornerstone, like um, oh yeah, festival. But when I first heard like Family Force Bible, was like I just really liked the energy. But it wasn't like something I listened to all the time. Like I listened to like my sad emo music, but it was definitely the music that I listened to to like like really energetic. Just want more energy here. So this is what a young Alyssa Merwin puts on to pump herself up to just get <laughs> absolutely stoked for whatever's about to happen. To to for God, that was the thing. It's like this stuff is like used to make you feel like you're on fire for God, and it's like no, it's just like adrenaline. <laughs> That's what happens when you play loud music. It's like fun music, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion with that. Well, and especially, too, it's interesting to feel like this is the music that would get you on fire for God, given how irreligious most of the lyrical content is. Unless you bow down to the God of being afraid of slash not liking women. (laughs) Well, they're mean. <laughs> Women are mean. Did you not know? They're so well, mean. Apparently. Drama queens are they're just mean. mean. Gracious. <laughs> okay, so for those that don't know, Family Force Five. It's a band out of Atlanta, Georgia. There's three boys who are brothers. I believe the brothers are Soul Glow, Crouton, and Fatty. Uh, <laughs> got it, <laughs> dude. Uh. These are their nicknames that they would go by. Uh, go wash your mouth. Girl, wash your mouth. Uh, One of them was named Chapstick. Chapstick. Stick was like Q U E. Little Pete, Pete, Squee, Jizzbox, and uh, Narf. Nice. <laughs> uh, three of them were brothers, and they were the son of uh, Christian music singer songwriter Jerome Olds. Have you heard of Jerome Olds? Because I haven't. No. But he was their dad, and he did put out uh, some Christian music. One of the here, I'll just play a little snippet. So just so we get the musical God, roots never heard it. Of, of 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 where these boys are coming from. This is a song called "Is It Right" by Jerome Olds. So Family Force Five came from this. Look out across the ocean. Tell me what do you see? Yeah, this would make me rebel. I'd have to change it up. Yes, so that's Jerome Olds, and he sure does sound old. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm just kidding. I I hope he's doing great. Uh, Unless he's a bad man. Uh, No, I wish mercy on my enemies, too. Uh, Just kidding. Mm, Caroline, my my muscles are straining from all the bases. (laughs) I know. You're almost home, baby. You're almost home. (laughs) So, like we said before, this is a crunk core band uh, signed to Goatee Records. Their their first name, by the way, was The Family with a PH, but they came into some legal trouble with Prince because of a band of the same name, but spelled with an F. Uh, and they talked about uh, Solomon Olds, who is uh, Soul Glow, active, activor, activator. Yeah, Soul Glow activator. activator. Good grief. Uh, talking about Christian music, he said, to me and pretty much anyone that's under my age, most Christian music is a turnoff. I don't want to be affiliated with that. I want to be affiliated with something that is great. 
I feel like Maverick and Goatee can pull that off because it was a it was like a coach sign with Maverick and Goatee Records. So that was their grand vision for yeah. So they they made this album and they said we're gonna make music that's not embarrassing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. A different kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Like we're not gonna be embarrassing like our father was. We'll be a whole <laughs> not your new dad's br- embarrassment. <laughs> like what if it was. Jesus-oriented BC boys, but with none of the kind of campy fun that DC talks seem to have, like this kind of self-awareness of Kevin Max is always winking a, just a little, little bit. Uh, so. Um, can we? Okay, so you guys keep saying they hate women, and you know I'm always the first one to throw that stone, and I like genuinely didn't get that <laughs> from this album. I think they're so afraid I- of women. Really? Yeah, I do. Are you just thinking of Drama Queen? Or are you thinking they of They were other Christian songs? when they wrote this, like, so they probably were really scared. That's like, true. Terrifying. I mean, I'm sure. I'm still scared. Young man afraid of women on some level. Uh, um, well, there's Drama Queen. There's Ex Girlfriend, which is about a girl that wrongs whoever the lead singer is. There is yeah. uh, uh, Earthquake, where it's kind of a, a, a strange. Earthquake is uh, well. They love women, actually, in that one, and they wanted. Is Earthquake the one where he says "shoddy"? Shoddy. (laughs) Lose yourself. Lose yourself is a little predatory. The chorus is "Don't walk away from me." Uh, So that one. Yeah, there's like something about being a stalker. Mm Mm-hmm. Peachy is. He says he doesn't want to be a stalker. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, is that what he said? I don't remember. I just remember stalker. Fair. Peachy is uh, uh, basically "Leave me alone, lady." And I guess the that's rest- not a lady in that pr- in for sure. Really? Yeah. Right. What is it? I think he's just saying like a person that's trying to like get them back into like drinking or drugs or something, and they just want to dance. Because here's the thing that I got about Family Force Five is like these guys just want to, to dance, and that is <laughs> oh yeah, they just want to party. They just want to party. Wanna they want to be straight edge, and they want to party like all day long. And I think that that's fun. <laughs> I mean, it's no coincidence that the first pop culture reference they name check is Footloose in the first song on yeah. the album. Yeah, and Scott Stapp. They they take a dig at him, kind of, don't they? They totally do, yes. It's kind um, of mean. They also call people ugly at one point. Yeah, uh, that, that I didn't find very very fun or dance. Well, that wasn't that's supposed dance. to be like, if you're ugly, you don't clap. Because like, if you're ugly, people don't clap their hands. That's they said, ugly saying. people, so put your hands down. To be fair, Jeb Bush said the same thing. <laughs> ugly people don't clap. <laughs> Maybe so they meant, like... you know, morally ugly. Mm, yes, yeah, so you're talking about a repugnance <laughs> of character and integrity, yes. actually. This sounds okay, like a conversation I, listened... I had with my parents like when I was 16. Like, let's talk go. about what's going on here. Exactly. Because let's take Drama Queen, for example. I was listening to that and I was also ready to be like, this is some mood rings bullshit where it's like women are just emotional and I, they can't be understood. Mm-hmm. But then if you read the lyrics, they're talking about like just someone who's genuinely like being mean and insulting them. And, and he doesn't say like, 
I, I don't know. He's just like, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> seems to be generally like the gist of they're the song. They're very sensitive. Yeah, they're like, you hurt my feelings and I would like to avoid you, which I think is actually kind of an appropriate way to deal with something. Hey, you know I love uh, telling people that they hurt my feelings. So you know I would <laughs> yeah. glom onto any sort of uh, anthemic yeah. excuse to talk about So, that. I mean, I, I understand the sensitivity. Like, it feels weird to say she's being a drama queen. It sounds like she's just being like a cruel person to them. Driving and fast, you fair. get to work. Queen is there being a jerk, running her mouth a million miles an hour. She's talking trash. It's going sour. That stuff that makes you hurt, cut you down like you hit the dirt. Say she's got that diva thing, that D-I-V-A diva thing. Say. <laughs> Should I read all the lyrics like Lynn? Yeah. Yeah. I think that actually is kind of the, the spirit in which they're written. <laughs> you go and talk behind my back. Don't you know that's whack? It's a personal attack. Ooh, snap. <laughs> Some friend you are to me. You're Miss Personality. Are you blind to see? You're such a drama queen. You. Yeah. And that's I it. I see it. I mean, I'm I'm taking it in context with the rest of the. Okay. Maybe they love women. They love the women. I'm, willi- that- I'm willing to be convinced, but I I I guess I'm thinking like I've been watching a lot of Selling Sunset, and they really are very mean on that show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this w- mean women, we exist, you know, like write songs about us too. <laughs> and you don't have to like be you don't have to approve of them well you know? representation like, matters me. is what you're saying caroline <laughs> oh I'm saying two things i am saying representation matters and also mean women deserve to have songs written about them where they are called mean and i think that's fair okay <laughs> interesting um Alyssa, you said beforehand that your favorite song of the album was a song called supersonic oh hell it's yeah it's probably the best I want to listen to a little bit of it. Have you heard the new sensation? Can I give you some good news? Let me tell you what it's all about. Cause it's sure to make you move. You never really see it coming. Cause it hits us so, so fast. When you're getting supersonic, baby. Then you know it's gonna last. Talk to me now. Let go of yourself. It'll be good for your health. Don't care who watches, you gon' take it up a few notches. Come on. Alyssa, you're not grooving. Alyssa, I don't see the energy on Zoom. Gotta go fast. <laughs> Here's my favorite lyric. That feeling and it makes you want to fly. So have faith and not play a safe because I never know when you die. Just live Woo! Okay. Hey, crouton, buddy. <laughs> hey, uh, what was that? Well that's what the next line is let's lift him lift him up. H is and him is capitalized. Yes. Just lift him up because you can't get enough. Your life is so symphonic. Because you chose to get supersonic. So when you're with God, your life (laughs) is supersonic. Yeah. And you got to get up. Which I thought they were posing a sort of uh, Sophie's choice in the course. Like you can have a nice bowl of chicken noodle soup Mm -hmm. or you can have the movie Sonic. It's supersonic. (laughs) And I'm like, I got to go with my little blue guy every time. Why? (laughs) Did I misinterpret? But basically, okay, it's like that. And then freaking replace me. 
are uh, yes yeah those were the only two kind those of like are the only two christian and the songs. christian themes were light in those i mean real light yeah replace me i want to play the the chorus Which I think, because of the desperation of so much just general CCM and the inherent desperation of so much the, of the Screamo stuff and the Warp Tour stuff, the chorus, desperation needing you, every last breath I scream for you, shatter me into a million pieces, make me new, crush me, tear me, break me, mold me, make me what you want to be, I am yours for you to use, so take me and replace me with you, yeah. Like that does go either way. It doesn't have to be about God, but if it was any other genre, it would be weird. But because it is this stuff and crunk core, it's not that weird, I think, crunk that it would be core. like, yeah, shatter me. <laughs> it's like, shatter me, girl, or whatever. Like, whatever it's, panic at the disco. It's borderline, thing. like, step on me, daddy. Yeah. Uh, crush me, choke me. <laughs> right. Hey, new drop. A lot of new drops today. Damn it. Why? <laughs> no. Um, choke me daddy that's kind of going away right like i want this celebrity to spit on me culture online that feels like it's going by the way yeah i haven't seen it in a while yeah but you know power to you keep going we're too busy posting infographics on instagram to want celebrities to to (laughs) harm us in any meaningful way we're being no time for jokes right now yeah um so as a young christian Alyssa, you connected to the idea being a supersonic christian sure were you super involved in like youth group and stuff when you were a kid yeah i mean i always went and that was like my only like way i could be social so but i hated like the actual like church part of it (laughs) i always hated like the church stuff i hated like the sermons because like i had trouble focusing um and then i didn't like worship because it creeped me out when people raised their hands i thought it was weird I knew that there were like people that were like, why isn't Alyssa raising her hands? Like, uh, you know, as a kid. And I'm just like, I just felt so weird. It just felt yeah. so showy to me. Um, yeah, and I just had no for? desire to. <laughs> like, so I'm like, I'm just not going to do it. I was going to say, when I was a kid, I did, I felt convinced that the only way I could raise my hands in good conscience is if the Holy Spirit lifted them for me. Wow. And like literally, that was like what physically. Was gonna... Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but it's like, oh, no, don't do that. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm being possessed <laughs> for something. Uh, yes. I that know. is really interesting. Yeah. I, I also had a um, mental collapse when I tried to think about whether or not to raise my hands. <laughs> I actually like, did have a mental like, collapse on a mission trip. Really? Oh, I felt so sad about it because I remember I did it one time singing in the choir. And then one of the older guys went up to me and he was like, dude, when you raised your hands tonight, that just, it was so awesome to see. And it was so awesome to see the Lord working through you. All the while I'm thinking, I'm a fraud. I, I lifted them because I thought I was supposed to. And I yeah, didn't feel you're the like, Lord. I just wanted to try it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was experimenting with my digis. Oh, no. uh, yeah. And he and Tim, I think that was his name, Tim Cortman. First and last name, shouts out. Sorry. 
Oh, damn. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I uh, nothing but respect for him. I hope he's well. I, I haven't talked to him in like 15 years. But but yeah, that made me feel very hollow. It made the gesture feel entirely, oh, this is just maybe that kind of sensation we all feel as we enter into adulthood of, oh, you just make it up and then just walk <laughs> Like oh, I thought it was I was the only one that felt like a hypocrite, but actually, like everyone's just kind of trying it out. Yeah, what were some it's standout creepy. tracks for you, Caroline? Um, I'll tell you what really turned everything around for me because <laughs> I started to listen to this and I was like, wow, okay, you know, once again, CCF tests me. And then I uh, pulled up the music video for Love Addict, and that. Made me understand this band. Okay, this is the single from this album, and it's still one of their most popular ones. This is. Alyssa looks mortified. We know you didn't make this music yourself. Okay, how'd this unlock it for you, Caroline? Okay. <laughs> Did you guys watch that? I watched it. I watched this? it as well. I believe the women dancing in that okay. music video are their wives, apparently. <gasps> oh my god. Okay, because they were they were like sexy dancers and Wives me, can I'm... be sexy. Unmarried women cannot be sexy. Those are the yeah. rules. Yeah, true. Um and <laughs> I was like oh, this band is for fun. Like, they are doing this for fun. And their music video was, like, so over-the-top and bizarre and, like, yeah, kind of BC boys. And they're just, like, bopping around the stage, screaming into microphones. And then, like, women dressed up as, like, sexy doctors are coming to them. And then they're in a uh, straitjacket at one point. There's a lot of, like, um, problematic mental health addiction issues that they play with uh, in the music video. I love when people play with mental health As issues. sort of a costume. Yeah. <laughs> but to me, I was like, oh, okay, so this band, yeah, like, they're they're writing these songs, I don't think, to, like, be anything other than, like, getting you to pump up and be excited and, like, not do drugs while you're doing it, you know? And yeah. To me, once I knew that, I, I actually like enjoyed the songs a lot more and could take them a little bit more at like face value. Like they, they're, I like really believe that they do just want you to dance and that they find a lot of value in dancing and like being. <laughs> they find a lot of value in dancing. <laughs> yeah. Well, even that. Uh, what was that one song? I think in Numb. He's like, um, get out the cardboard. I'm gonna like. Dance. Oh, supersonic. Like in in that like. They were singing about dancing the whole song, and at the very tail end, they're like, 
dance for him like give it up lift him up or whatever Mm -hmm. and I was like oh they see this as like an expression of faith for them (laughs) and maybe I'm like over intellectualizing no this is a good read put their hands up but to me I was like that's so cool and I I, it actually was like sort of refreshing in some ways too to be like they're not pretending that they're gonna like teach you theology in these songs or be anything other than like kind of dumb and fun and and so i liked love addict for that reason yeah oh wow man you really tied it all together i think the only stuff that that theologically borders uh to me on didactic or or dogmatic is the replace me stuff where it does feel like i'm a worm and you need to replace sure. me and shatter me baby but yeah, yeah. The, the other stuff is Y'all want to have fun? Like a little, yeah, yeah let's little tear it up. Let's put out the it's, cardboard. Let's it's go. 2006. So, you know, this was the year Bush was, Press Bush was winding down that Press second Bush, term. Press Bush, just an incredible term. He you was know, doing like a heck of a job, optimism. Brownie, and, and Katrina and New Orleans. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this was the move in the country. Without his dance. Yeah, Replace Me is kind of the only one, but it feels like an outlier in this album, too. Like, everything else is, is just... Like, Country Gentleman, we have to talk about that. Why? Like, what is that song? Why? What is that? You know? That was really important. Speaking of playing with mental health. All right. (laughs) Did you guys watch the video for this one? There's a video for this? Oh, my God. It's a great video for this. Can I tell you my um, my favorite piece of trivia about this song? I know what it is. You know, it, you know what it I'm is. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll pose the question to Alyssa. There's one prestige television show that then had a follow-up TV movie in which this song is featured on the soundtrack. Can you guess what the television show is? Popular show in the aughts, ran from 2007 to 2013, came back as a TV movie last year. This I year? I don't know. Last year? What, the, what year is this? <laughs> It was Breaking Bad. It was in El Camino, the Breaking Bad TV movie. Uh, <laughs> Family Force Five was. Woo! Uh, I I do have okay. to say that the the video is very silly, and they are wearing mullets, and like it's also kind of I don't really understand it. Like I don't understand if they're talking about rednecks or some like really specific regional kind of look because the gold tooth and the mullet kind of threw me a little bit. But they also do have a car that I think it's supposed to be like a Dukes of Hazard car, and it does have a Confederate flag on the front, and I just had to let you know that. So, Ooh. you know, we, ha- we have fun with Family Force 5, but there's some things that aren't fun. You know what? But good on them for not deleting the video, because you know how it <laughs> pisses me off. Yes, they are brave enough to keep it on the record. Do yes. that like, oh, Scrubs had four blackface accountability, episodes, let's though. delete them all. You know what? We exactly. need accountability for Zach Braff <laughs> and all yes. those people. Yeah. Including Family Force 5, most of all. Exactly. 
I know. Uh, yeah, this song kind of makes me uncomfortable a little bit. I don't I don't know what it is, but it feels bad. I know what it is. It's when it's the um it's the lyric the muffler goes kablow. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also spelling country with a k that is like a little disturbing to me. <laughs> oh, do you think it's a like a racial dog whistle? Probably not, but it just it feels close enough, you know. Yeah. Well, any anyone that's like stoked to be this from the south, the immediate follow-up question is why <laughs> plus the confederate flag like hey hmm. i i'm from texas basically and i do have some love and affinity for texas but if i was super vocally raw texas people would ask me oh what's yeah, that about what's, and that's why, even less loaded than other places like louisiana or mississippi or alabama or southern pride yes yeah because florida isn't like the panhandle is like considered like the south but like orlando definitely isn't even though it um has some like rural areas like it's not the south so that song i didn't ever really resonate with because i'm not from georgia i'm like not from the (laughs) south i'm from like from disney world Um, now if you could assign every city in florida to a family force five song real quick uh (laughs) what would they be well peachy (laughs) peachy peachy right which, oh, yeah. Wait, which well, one would that be? Georgia Peach? No, uh, that's in Florida. That's like whole state. Oh, yeah. I thought you said Georgia <laughs> for some reason. No, okay. No, we're, we're going to do every Family Force 5 song to a state <laughs> and then every astrology sign to a state capital. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> Albany, let's say Capricorn. Well, put your hands up Albany would be such a California Capricorn. because California would tell ugly people to put their hands down. Yeah, isn't that the first <laughs> lyric? It's Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, it's like the ugly sample. People, put your hands down. You wanna throw down I don't know what that's about. Put your hands down. Man, you could be meaner back then. You can't now. Yeah, I miss it. Don't you miss calling people ugly? <laughs> simpler times well a big thing about family force five that i think is really important to like the lore of family force five is like their videos that they would do like when they first um released their album they like released these mockumentaries um on their myspace page and i would literally like go and check the myspace page like every other week for like their video and so they smart. were really funny to me, but like it was honestly like they were just goofy and like kind of harmless, like not any like cursing or anything. So like it was okay with my family, <laughs> but that was like a big thing. Like that was a big part of it, like feeding into that whole like narrative. And I think it was really smart. I stopped watching it after like, I, I watched like a bunch of them. They were actually funny. Like I thought they were funny. Yeah, it's smart. Um, my it's like kind of making a reality a, a show, you know, about the band, which is just smart to make you feel like you know them, you know? Yeah, it's like a good idea. It's goofy. It's like, yeah. I love when bands band. do comedy. Yeah, Kevin, wasn't there another band that did the exact same thing? Like they had all these like, they would do like skits and then upload them to MySpace or YouTube or they would do a lot of like prank things or like, can we jump over all these chairs? <laughs> It was like a big part of the band. It was Creed, and no one was in on the pranks except for Scott Stapp. (laughs) This is a a big anti-Scott Stapp episode today. We don't want over, and then it's just like a bunch of chairs (laughs) fall on him or something. 
actually wreck him. <laughs> oh, Scott Stapp. Oh, we wish you but the didn't best, family, Scott. Didn't Family Force 5, like, do, like, a DC talk thing? Like, isn't that kind of, like, how they started? I thought they did, like, a cover. They did do a cover it, of a it. DC talk song. And it is on an album. Let's see if I can find it. No, that's not that. That was, like, my in... I think to like Family Wars Five because my parents always liked DC Talk and like I think it was just like because they were associated with it that it was okay. Oh, and that's how you kind of found this. Oh, they did a cover of Mind's Eye. Uh, the song from. Uh, oh yeah, it's right here. This is very different from the original. Okay, the original sounds like this. Yeah, it's a good song. So, <laughs> Family Force 5. Have you guys listened to any of their recent music? I think they put out an album in, like, 2015. I got out of, like, Christian music, like, in 2009, once I discovered Beach House and Vampire Weekend. <laughs> well, that was probably a good call because, well, I listened to, Kevin, you should play their, their oh, no. they put out a song with a Hillsong artist. Oh. It's like so far from this music. It's it's very surprising. <laughs> which one? Which which song um, is it? Okay, so it's on it's on time stand still and then walk on water. Okay. I'm closer to you but Ew. I feel like I'm so far away. <laughs> it gets worse too. <laughs> Cuz I love my fear, let my fear get in front of my face. Everything is awesome. Yeah. I was just, I was shook by that. I was like, oh, they're probably still doing something kind of punk or whatever. And it was just, no. Just either totally You no. either die Family Force 5 or you live long enough to become Hillsong. Yeah. What do you call that genre of music, Kevin? I mean, that, that, that song was. That feels Imagine Dragons-y, but it feels like contemporary worship stuff. Like pop rock. It's like contemporary, contemporary pop. Worship. Like whatever, whatever uh, genre Imagine Dragons would be. But like that okay. sort of... Because that's what quote-unquote rock is to a lot of people. Like, electro-pop, pop, <laughs> essentially pop rock. I would call it pop yeah. rock. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like I was listening to some of their other stuff, and it's like very, it's like club music. Disgusto. I had such a weird <laughs> listening experience with this today because I started listening to it this morning. I was like, okay, definitely hate Alyssa for this. Uh, <laughs> so, That's so fair. Bad. I hated yeah. myself when I started listening <laughs> to it again. <laughs> and then, so I was, I was doing this. Um, I was actually, a, it was a weird thing where I could kind of like zone out while listening to the music but i wasn't i wasn't paying attention to the lyrics until like the last couple of listens through where i was going through did i tell you about this caroline back in 2014 i deleted every picture i've ever taken no i i in 2014 i accidentally from one of my hard drives deleted every (laughs) picture i'd ever taken from 2006 to 2014 on that hard drive so oh, man. it was just all gone. I just did it because I wasn't thinking. I wasn't anyway, absentmindedly. So I took it to a data recovery place. And because I had not written anything on the hard drive, even though I fully emptied the trash and it was gone, they restored everything. But oh gosh. the catch was, is that the metadata was not attached. So that's all the information that says, here's oh, so all the dates and stuff were just like gone. So it was all like unsorted. So it's just an unsorted mishmash of photos that's why i was texting you some some in the in the group some of the old photos oh because you just like came across those because i was so have you been sorting them what's that you've been sorting them i've been sorting them but i've been procrastinating for six years but it was a friend of mine's wedding anniversary and i was at their their wedding eight years ago and i could not find the pictures because it was unsorted because I'd, yeah. I'd sorted some of it, so I was like, oh, crap, well, I really want to find that picture. So while listening to Family Force 5, the album all the way through, no less than four or five times today, I'm going through all these memories of the last eight years or so and all these reality LA memories and Caroline like pictures of you getting baptized while oh, Peachy yeah. is playing. <laughs> it's just like, it's a very strange experience <laughs> of listening to the music it's it, like such a dissonant soundtrack to probably what was like a lot of nostalgia or like big feelings you know, very dissonant especially stuff. because like you know we talk about artists where i i say i grew up with this i can't bj i've never listened to these people and they came out in 2006 when i was already in my deconstruction just kidding i was still in high school nice. uh but uh yeah yeah it was so uh, your experience of this was just like whoa nothing's uh, stuck or like registered for a while and then you would kind of listen to it. Well, I was going to say the experience was at first I was like, Ugh, and then by the end of it, I thought I get it. It's not for me, but it's a natural extension of the sort of wiggles for Christian adults thing that newsboys was doing where it's, Hey, we're here to have fun. There's like a little bit mm-hmm. of uh, replace me God, but otherwise it's just fun <laughs> times. It's just fun times. Yes. Anything else we want to talk about before we rate the album? All right, I mean, the, the motion carries. Really Wait, what? <laughs> the shows, the shows were really fun. I went to like I saw them three times because they were always opening for people. Oh, so yeah, I was like always was going to bike? concert. So they were just there. It was like I loved it because like it was just like silly and like fun. It was just like you know. It, but there was like because they were always opening. It was like not a lot of people knew who they were, but they always got people dancing. Like people liked it. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was just like kind of harmless for the most part. <laughs> Um, kind of harmless a glowing review (laughs) it was good for me at the time (laughs) yeah well that's what it's all about whatever's good for you at the time and then you i I feel like what you just described was like the purpose of this band at least at this time can i read another glowing review this is from amazon.com 
Uh, great website. We love you, Daddy Bezos. Uh, S. Rogers left this, and this kind of dovetails with some of Alyssa's experience with the band as well. S. Rogers writes, These rough and tumble Southern boys are the best. They go all out in every song they make, and they are proud of everything that they do. They know, they know how to take a blow, brush it off, and continue on with what they are doing. I love their style. They are also a Christian band, so I don't have to worry about the language in their songs. My mom even likes this band, and she hates most of the music I listen to. They also make songs that relate to most people. For example, the song Drama Queen. How many of us know a person that always wants to have their way and only gets joy from hurting others? We all do. FF5 said we all what we all have on our minds when we see that certain person. Five stars. Oh, wow. <laughs> they believe in everything they do. I wish people said that about me. I'm a, I'm a fairly, you know, I have some insecurities, but I'm a fairly confident person. I in no way believe in everything I do. <laughs> I don't, I'm at like maybe 50, 51%. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, I'm just like on autopilot, to, to be honest. Um, but yeah. Oh, good grief. Uh, okay. I think it's time to rate <laughs> the album. The way this works, Alyssa, is we give it a holy toast, a holy roast, or a space between. Holy toast, that's the thumbs up. When we look at Family Force 5 and we look at everything we they've done and we're proud of it and we say, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. or we holy roast is thumbs down. We take a look at them and everything they've done and we say, no, 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 no. And we're not proud of what they've done. Or we can be kind of mad or whatever on it. And of course, banish them to the space between. And we'll start with Caroline. Our resident GCF drama queen. (laughs) I probably am the drama queen. Um, (laughs) Family Force 5 is a band that is for fun. They are dance activists. They are performing arts work they do they are body work therapists like these guys are helping you connect with the inner dancer in you. I feel like you're like making a commencement speech at a graduation <laughs> right now and when you come at it from that understanding it's very fun to listen to this and again the music videos changed everything for me and I, that clicked everything and um I think they're great I, and it sounds like they served the purpose they were supposed to with you, Alyssa, and I'm sure a lot of kids like you too, where it's like, I do want something that's like high energy and fun and kind of like reminds me of clubbing, but doesn't like scare me by talking about heroin (laughs) or like having unprotected sex or something like that. And so for that reason, uh, a holy toast. A swing from last week. Okay, we turn it to Alyssa. They served their purpose. They they love to dance and they danced. Mm -hmm. I danced with them a few times. Yeah. Um, what's that one video, Gwyneth Paltrow, where she's like looking at the camera and she's like, I danced, I laughed, I spoke, I cried, I drank. And she's like, listening like, all these things. That's how I felt yes. about listening to Country it. strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, country. I'm strong. Um, I love no, that. it was just, it was fun bringing, it brought back a lot of memories. I do wish that I would have like, it, it's a shame that I was raised to be critical of the media that, um, I ingested. Um, and but it was always like look for like references to like sex and drugs and not about like how they treat women or how they talk about women or um, that sort of thing. Um, I do wish I knew that, but um, you know, I was just a kid and 
it was fun. Yeah. Toast. Yes, I toast. Nice. Give them yes. a holy, you know, we're millennials, so a holy avocado toast. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's why we can't afford a houses. Holy, no housing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not because of the two recessions. Um, holy roast. I still didn't like this album. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing of value, nothing redeeming. Hey, listen, you know what? No, I'm sure it's good for what it was, and it's just not for me. I did like how Peachy sounds like the Entourage theme song, though. Listen to Peachy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sounds like that James Addiction song. I would not know the Entourage theme song. Everyone knows Entourage, right? Mm -mm. Entourage P. Henson? That'd be my drag name. Um, <laughs> is it, wouldn't that be good I think someone else maybe have d- has done that already uh, but yeah not for me sorry boys just a little too a little too aggro I wanted a little less Root crouton glow I wanted a little less freaking chapstick a little less chapstick I wanted a little less fatty and nay daddy whoa kevin what i forgot about nay daddy yeah nay Nay daddy Daddy. nay daddy's in the band too now it's just two of them so it's like a 21 pilot situation i guess but yeah sorry rose from me uh family force five you today you're not family force eight you're family force seven Alyssa and caroline will be joining the family i will be uh watching in the corner like a jerry falwell jr but we're not the, the final word on this <laughs> you're the final <laughs> word listener go to at christian fun pod and you can vote for yourself so get out there and pokemon go to the polls i'm shooting on a leg instead of in the heart and let's do push-ups together man and that second black woman it me I need to find a different Biden one, but he hasn't said anything like super iconic. Yeah, he doesn't have an iconic line yet. Because mm. all his gaffes are so sad. Mm. Yeah. You know what? We need the- a Pokemon go to the polls. You I know? know, we do. We do need a Pokemon go I'm, to the there's polls. There's time. You know, we've got, we've got a few months before this election. I'm sure something will come up. There's a piece in the Atlantic about his stutter that he had to overcome. And I think yes. people who read that might have a different perspective on his, just generally the way he speaks publicly. And that a lot of it isn't just senility. <laughs> It's not only that, I should say. Yeah, I thought that was a good article. It's a good article. I love the Atlantic myself. I, I, so I I've love been a, the Atlantic, I, and I love Joe Biden. I love the Atlantic, I love Joe Biden, and I love my future wealth I will acquire and accrue. <laughs> but now it's time to bring it down and not think of our wealth on earth, think of our treasures in heaven. Alyssa, we're not here to promote ourselves or to plug our projects. We're here to lift them up to the Lord as a loving and humble sacrifice, as his loyal and faithful servants, and we turn it, first of all, to Caroline. Lift me up at Caroline's Farts. You know what it is. And uh, once again, I'm going to lift up Ivy. I mean, no, you were going to say that. Because I I just got the finale. And the finale was so good that it deserves another lift up. It's amazing. Uh, Again, get HBO Max just to watch it. It's so good. Uh, we turn it to Alyssa now. First, I have to say, like, when you said treasures in heaven, it reminded me of that church that I used to go to where they used to say that, like, if you were, like, a better person than everyone else, you would get, like, more crowns in heaven. More jewels in heaven. You just had crown. a bunch of crowns. But also, oh, yeah. like, better houses. 
Like you'd have a nicer mm-hmm. house. And like I don't know how to tell you this. Well, you wouldn't get dicks drawn on your garage door. I tell you that much. <laughs> That's what happens in hell. No, I'm for sure getting a one-bedroom studio. Yeah, dicks drawn all over it. <laughs> filled with rats. I think that's sort of going to be my housing situation up there. The landlord sucks. <laughs> Sorry, I just oh. had to add that because that was crazy. But um, so you crazy. can lift me up. Uh, should I lift something up first? Or lift up? Lift yourself myself. up, bro. Yeah, it's whatever all about you, you. Put yourself with. first, not others. I mean, you can follow me at bitch.rising or my personal at Space Glam, um, like Space Jam. Um, but oh, wow, such a good Jam. handle. I can't believe you got that. <laughs> and if any, I honestly, like, I don't mean to be weird, but like, if anyone like resonated with what I said, like, you can DM me and we can talk. Like, that'd be cool. That's um, not weird. Hey, we're, we're very pro DMs are open plug uh, in this section, I think. Well, I'll say it only because the GCF listener DMs are always just like the loveliest messages you'll get and just really nice people. And yeah, yeah I'm sure. No one, no one wants to fuck. What? <laughs> Did you say no one wants to fuck? Yeah. Well, well not, I don't know. That might be my DM situation. Not in the show account you. DMs, no. <laughs> Oh wait, no, you said where people can find you and then what do you would you like to lift up this week? The only thing I've been watching lately is Real Housewives of Potomac. I just got caught up. Ooh. It's very good. It's good. Um Yeah, that's pretty much all I've been watching. Um <laughs> I watched two seasons of Selling Sunset in two days, so you're in good company. <laughs> good. You can lift me up at Kevin T Port everywhere and I will lift up freaking I don't know. I watched the Philadelphia story. That movie rocks. 10 out of 10 would smash if that movie was a person uh... I'd smash that movie for sure movies just used to be different Caroline do you do you ever think about that (laughs) (laughs) I was I was like looking at your letterbox and I was like ah Kevin's going back in the old history okay I love it no I like it letterbox is so vulnerable it's nice (laughs) I feel like I can relate to you even more what cause you cause you wish it was the 1950s again yeah, for politically and oh, everything. No. <laughs> no, just like that whole period. It was, yeah. Anyway, who cares? Well, have, anyway, who cares? You <laughs> cut yourself off so quickly. I grew up with it. I watched it. Like, who cares? <laughs> hey. Hey, the whole premise of this show is predicated on the fact that people care what you grew up with and what you watched. And <laughs> That's true. To. That is true. Who cares? Yes. The people listening to this care. <laughs> and you can lift us up at Good Christian Fun. Every, where can you lift us up, Caroline? Christian I, Fun Pod everywhere. You Good. got it. Great. Patreon.com slash Good Christian Fun. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. In this month's charity for the month of September is a new organization we're going to be donating to. It's called Glitz. Can you explain what the organization is, Caroline? Yeah, uh, they... They do a lot of things, but they basically help find housing for transgender people or just resources or jobs or just even like basics. Like if they get released out of prison, they give them like a makeup kit so they can get started with that. And so it's just a cool one that I found out about and I just wanted to lift them up and support them. They're really good. They do a lot of good work. Lift them up. I like specific stuff like that. Weirdly, like when charities feel specific, it feels like... Even just donate, like it's just yes. a nice thing to know. Okay, this is what my money means, rather than like 
the Red Cross. Yeah, like, okay, I know the they're going to be doing anything. some yeah. lobbying and then other stuff. Or what, this is like, oh, I know this <laughs> yeah. is directly helping I love donating person. for lobbying. <laughs> That's my favorite kind of shit. I mean, it's unfortunately important, but yeah. yeah. Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us on the show, friend. Thank, thank you, you for Alyssa. having me. so fun. Hey. And I guess we're going to be uh, signing off now. Oh. oh, okay. And there's nothing <laughs> left to say except for an olive pods people said. Astrology. Astrology. Oh. Yeah. F your Enneagram. F your Strengths Finder. (laughs) F your Love Languages. GCF is an astrology only podcast now. This is the one. Uh, Alyssa, (laughs) what's an FF5 song that you want us to go out on? Um, Probably Love Addict. Love Addict. Okay. The popular hit. Oh, Okay, we got to go. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. That was a headgum podcast.